Good evening, Kabasi families, and welcome to the Kabasi Evening Fireside Podcast. The Warriors and the Rovers are in their beds, the sun is going down over the bunks, and it's time for you to find out what happened today. Each morning before the boys sleepily shuffle off to morning flags, blue sheets are put on each wooden breakfast table. They are the color of a main summer sky, and each boy and each counselor pours over those blue sheets to see what will happen today. This is your blue sheet report about what did happen today. And just in case you were wondering, it doesn't get any better in terms of weather than today. It was 82 degrees, steady breeze, just great. It was just one of those perfect main days. And I know I've said that a bunch of times because they are standing in sharp contrast to our liquid sunshine, which we've gotten more than our share of this time around, even though it doesn't seem to really have been affecting anyone. This morning was just going to be another A-Day, just another trip through the amazing Cavasi program. And uh, and something you might not know about the Cavasi program is that we've had a little bit of a technical issue with our golf driving range net. It is, it, during the year, it got a little beat up. Um, and uh, yeah, it turns out supply chain interruptions have led to some net issues. And then wouldn't you know it, the Sachem stole the net, they just stole it. I think they thought it was a prank or something, but they just took it and they wouldn't give it back. They wouldn't tell me where it was. They pretended they didn't know where it was. And we just didn't have a net and they knew I was looking for it. And they just looked at me with their, you know, their blank, I didn't do it. You can't prove it look. And uh, yeah, they, they stole the net. So I've been asking for it. Um, you know about the fake breaks and all that. And then this morning, you know, right after breakfast, uh, we got out of, our leadership meeting and the kids are sitting there in the sunshine and they're all still talking about the, the fake break the night before and how they totally bought it and man that was a good one and so on and uh, I'm in the middle of a, a bedhead inspired um, flag ceremony and we hear a honking noise and we look down there is Tom Hoover who is the facilities director and he's often on his orange tractor his Kubota tractor and there he is with the tractor, and on the tractor are, is the net. It's just, it's covered in mud, and it's in a big old, you know, huge box, and uh, it's a big wooden box, the one we ordered it in. And man, there it is, and it's been, looks like it's been sucked out of the ground or something. And so he honks at me, and the, the boys look left and right, and they start to get a little suspicious, and he sets down the two huge boxes on the outfield of Bluey Field. And he, uh, you know, gets the forks of his tractor and he backs up. And um, I just make a quick announcement that we found the net so we could probably get to golf today. And a huge explosion rings out from behind the box. And a bunch of, of, of smoke goes up. And about half the boys just start sprinting for the Cavadome right away. Uh, and then, just like in Mission Impossible, a line of white powder starts to burn around the edges of the boxes and then the boxes explode outwards and two human beings jump out one of them is john hawk who's our head of basketball and the other is matt jonesy jones who's our staffing director and our head of adventure and they're wearing red t-shirts this doesn't make sense why are they wearing red t-shirts the boys don't care they sprint all the way to the Cava Dome, uh where there is suddenly blue and white powder floating in the air and they get to the Cabo Dome and there's nobody there because the announcement hasn't happened so they run back to the field and then Hawk and Jonesy shoot their hands into the air and there is more powder Hawk threw blue powder and then a breeze blew it right back in his face and then Jonesy white powder it's the color war break it's time it's off and the 
fight song goes off and uh, the the we will rock you and the cannons and everyone starts jumping around. People start jumping over the fence like it's, you know, like they're trying to escape a flood or something. They are the flood themselves and they surge onto the field and it is off. We are into Color War 34. It's go time. So exciting. Get out there in the beautiful main sunshine that's still air, and people are so excited. There's Some of them are still waking up because they all thought it was going to be last night, and, you know, we haven't had breakfast yet. And we're just off. We're just off to the races, and there's this awesome series of announcements of the oldest boys, the Group 10, which is the Mighty Sachems, two of them, and they are running across the, the infield dirt into the arms of their teammates, and they are so joyful. We're going to talk about them in a second, but... I have known some of these boys so long since they were little guys, seven and eight year olds in some cases, and it's so exciting. I can remember where, for instance, this is a bit of a shout out, but I remember going to meet the Straylitz family in a cafe in Florida. I remember meeting Nick Palumbo the first time. I remember meeting Alvy Ackerman the first time. I can go down the whole list, Santiago McLaughlin. Just goes down the list of these guys I've known since they were little kids, and to watch them as these young men brimming with excitement in their big year. Big Mo and Luke McElhenney and, of course, Jack Kinney since he's a little kid. All those guys, Chef, everybody. To see them be welcomed by their teams today was very meaningful. It was really cool. And, and man, it's so exciting because we are off. And then just a cherry on the top, parents, just so you know, we have gotten absolutely perfect scores on our COVID tests at every stage, at the incoming stage, at the seven-day seven stage, and the 14-day stage. So we are mask-free for Color War. Couldn't be more excited about that. And across the board, all summer long, first session and second session. And I say this because you have a lot to do with that. You gave us boys who you had laid low and you had tested, and here they were tested also. We did the various stages, and now we get to have this big, rowdy, sweaty, competitive, full-contact color war. And man, especially with what's going on out in the world, as the epidemiological landscape continues to change, every moment of this just seems more and more valuable. So we are so excited. Color War 34. And that is your Blue Sheet Report for today. Boys and men of Covacy, women of Covacy, I salute you. I wish you the best of luck in this contest, in this, the 34th Color War. It is a magnificent and busy thing to run Cavasi, and each day I make it out of the office and into the breeze and sunlight of Cavasi itself and spend time with your boys. Sometimes it's a game of knockout, sometimes it's watching an intercamp, and sometimes it's marvelous one-on-one -on -one time with a single boy. Those times are often my favorite times, and this is what I saw today. We didn't do the schedule, so now you get to have it. Here comes the schedule. At 11.15, we had the hatchet ceremony in the Warriors area. And I always read the exact same speech, and then I always read it again on the podcast. So here it comes. Get ready for a little Teddy Roosevelt. This is what the boys heard sounding out over their ranks in front of Spirit Island on Warriors Field. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong person stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. 
The credit instead belongs to the person who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs and comes up short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows the great enthusiasms, the great devotions, and who spends themselves in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if they fail, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither victory or defeat. That is what they heard, and they went out into the sunlight of Cobbesee, and they did this. Staff relay at 12 o'clock, silent lunch and speeches by the generals, and some team time to work on Skin the Snake workout, and also their songs and their skits and all the other things that are coming. And then the first round was at 2.30, round one. Group two had round the bases, group three had round the bases, and four had round the bases. That is that track meet we talk about going around the infield. Group 5 had combined baseball throw. Group 6 had cross country. Group 7 had handball. Group 8 had climbing, archery, and darts. Or, if you're Tom Donahue, dats. And then soccer for Group 9. And Group 10, the first Group 10 in the history of Camp Cobbesy for boys, tennis. Round 2. 2 had basketball. 3 had soccer. 4 had climbing, archery, and darts. 5, 6, and 7 had round the bases. 8 had cross country. 9 had tennis. And... 10 had volleyball. Then we had the staff, cross country, silent dinner. And then it was time for our evening round at 6.45. Group 2 had combined baseball. Group 3 had t-ball. Group 4, handball. Group 5, football. Group 6, three-point shoot-off. Group 7, tennis. Group 8, softball. Group 9, volleyball. And then this evening, where we just got back from, Group 10 had an amazing and fiercely contested basketball game right next door, staff volleyball. At the end of the action before the last round this evening, the score, well, we haven't even talked about the team names yet. Blue team, led by your friend of mine, John Garrison Hawk, is the Blue Buccaneers, ER. And the gray team, led by Matthew Jonesy Jones, internationalist, extraordinaire, staffing director, and adventure director, and just general fire starter and mischief maker, they are the Grey Dragons. The Grey Dragons. Those are your two teams. So today, at the end of everything except the last round and those last two events, the score was 111 to the Blue Buccaneers and 78 to the Grey Dragons. A margin that is negligible at this stage. Bear in mind that the last time we had a color war of the... Actually, this is the biggest color war ever, but the last time we got close was 2019. Final score was in the thousands, meaning it got over the number of thousand. It wasn't in the thousands. So that's what happened today. And the last thing I would just say is that speaking of those boys who were selected onto the two different teams today, the Sachem 2s and the Sachem 1s, the Sachems, we got to see them compete like crazy all day, really, but especially tonight at basketball under the lights. Everyone's there. All the kids get to watch. The little ones had to leave early and then the Warriors go a little bit later and everybody else stays and watches, and it was physical. There was definitely some bodies hitting the ground, some fierce defense playing, and some excellent sportsmanship, passionate coaches, and you see boys who are playing, young men who are playing against each other, who have known each other for, in some cases, seven years, and in, in at least one case on the floor, are cousins. 
this is, I mean, I don't really know what, how, what parallel to draw here. Maybe this is singular, but these are relationships and they have played many competitive games together, but this is their Sachem year. And the ones who came back, this is the one they thought they weren't going to get. And now they've got it and they're playing like it. But because this is Kavasi, they are not chirping at the refs. They are not treating each other poorly and they are not smack talking. They are celebrating if they score, but it is a different breed of 16-year-old and 15-year-old basketball, especially with the stakes, what they are. So I'm proud to tell you that these Cobbacy boys are setting a good example for everyone who's watching this evening. They're a pleasure for someone like me to watch because I've known them for so long. I feel like Tom and Griff and Lloyd and, well, everybody, Lewis, anybody who knows them for a long time, all of our senior leadership, they feel the same way. It's quite a group. It's fun to see them have their moment under the lights. And so that is our little informal podcast for yet another glorious day at Camp Cobbacy for boys. Your boys will go to sleep tonight with steady counselors watching over them, nodding off to sleep, surrounded by their friends, loons sounding on the lake, and the dreams and hopes of another four days of color war spinning in their heads. All is well in this place set apart. Yeah.